Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We are a weekly podcast here at KTBS and we cover what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. I am joined today by my co-host, Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a cardiologist by occupation, but he's here as a champion of education in Louisiana. He is past chairman of Blueprint Louisiana and recent recipient of the Bob Ham Lifetime Distinguished Service Award by the Council for a Better Louisiana. He's vice chairman of the Louisiana Committee of 100 and a member of the Northwest Louisiana Junior Achievement Business Hall of Fame. Welcome, Dr. Roseman. Would you like to introduce our guest? I would, I would, thank you, Johnette. Uh, we're uh, blessed to have a, a, a young man, Cleve Cleveland Mouton, uh, who is native of Shreveport. Uh, he uh, started his principal career four years ago uh, in Monroe, and now he's back with us here in Shreveport at the Caddo Heights <laughs> Elementary School. Um, he is a turnaround specialist principal, so we're gonna get some advice from someone who has some expertise in turning around schools that are having difficulties. So he's kind of the fixer in <laughs> education. and uh, That's an important uh, job around it here. It is an important job, everywhere, uh, yeah. because he has so many uh, difficult barriers that he has to overcome. Uh, in, in certain neighborhoods in, in, in the city. So we uh, appreciate you coming um, no and kind of informing us and educating us a little bit about what's going on um, uh, in uh, Streetport in the Caddo Heights uh, School. Tell me a little bit about Caddo Heights and uh, elementary school and uh, a little bit about the area you serve. Okay, so we are located at 1702 Corbett Street. Um, we service about 400 students. Um, I like to say we're in the heart of the city, right down from Oshner LSU Shreveport. Um, we service grades pre-K through fifth, um, in which we start them off early with um, reading and um, succeeding. So we're a math science school, so we have a science lab. We do um, club days on Fridays where we offer different opportunities such as we have a photography club, we have a drum line, um, we have groups such as Beta Club, 4-H, just to make sure that we give the students a wide variety of experiences um, to go hand in hand with their learning. So tell me what a turnaround specialist does. What is, what is it that uh, uh, use? What are some of the things you do uh, in the school to So to a lot of um, is evaluating the data. So going in, seeing what are the needs of not just the school, but the community. Um, and addressing those through building teacher capacity um, and then impacting students through looking at, okay, what are the gaps? How do we fill these gaps? What portion of the schedule is gonna be dedicated to specific needs on the campus? Um, you know, and just building not only the students, but the school and the team as well. We also have um, things that we offer for our parents where we do parent luncheons every single month with a grade level. We bring them in, we educate them, we teach them about um, what their students are learning, how they can help at home. Um, we recently just got a book machine, um, a book vending machine where students can earn coins and they can go to the machine and purchase any book that they want. So um, we started building a culture on our campus of reading. So a lot of times when you come in, even through transitions, you'll see kids walking around with their books, trying to meet their AR goals um, to, you know, um, we believe in engaging them in reading. That way we can 
fill those gaps. What do you do to build that culture of reading? Because we hear all the time now about the importance of literacy, mm -hmm. not reading literacy, also math literacy. Uh, so what is it uh, uh, when you're talking about building that? How do you build that? Uh, so one, it's about expectation. Um, we have to expect more so that we can get more. Um, two, educating ourselves. So um, a lot of people think that, you know, oh, you can just teach a kid to read. That is probably one of the hardest skills to do. Um, and so what we do is ensure that our teachers that are teaching reading, they go through an in-depth um, amount of training. So outside of their degree, they also are trained in something called the science of reading. Um, so that they can actually know, you know, how to break the phonics down for the students, ensure um, that they are catching on and, you know, rhyming words. And we try to make it fun and exciting where it's engaging and motivates them to want to read. I wanted to know more about this vending machine with okay. books in it. So describe it to So me. it's really cool. Um, <laughs> and the kids get excited. Like, um, so they can get caught doing anything, whether it's behavioral, being kind to each other, encouraging a friend. And so everybody in the school has these little gold coins in their pockets. And so when they're caught doing something good, we give them a coin. And then they get to go up to the book machine, put the coin in there. And it's like you're choosing a Coke or a chip. And you choose what number you want. You type it in. And then the book falls out. You grab it. And, I mean, it's like the coolest thing. Yeah, that is. That's, that, <laughs> that is neat. So you just go to the vending machine and get a book. Yes. Uh, that's great. You know, it would be, you know, we have to consider, you know, where we live and the things that are going on and the barriers that, that people have at schools. And oftentimes we look at s scores on academic scores mm -hmm. and reading scores and we say, oh, there's a problem, you know, s situation. But there are also huge amount of barriers, mm -hmm. uh, I think, to education in the places that you serve. Yes, sir. So tell me a little bit about those barriers, about what what are these what are the neighborhoods like what are the things that you need to do to overcome to to give opportunity to kids correct so um we always talk about overcompensation um because our kids do come from an area that may not be um, the most affluent and so what we do is we provide those opportunities whether we're taking them on field trips to different places exposing them to colleges different experiments um, and making sure that we also build the parent relationship. Um, so a lot of time you have to have the trust from the parents. So we build that through our, our after school activities, our programs, um, to, so that they know we're your partner. We are here to work together to make sure that not only do our children be able to come out, but that they go out and impact the world in a better way. You know, sometimes I look at it and think about it in terms of families. And so mm -hmm. we have some uh, two uh, parent families, we have one parent families, we have different sorts of families, but yes. the family also is uh, significantly impacted by what's around. Correct. And so sometimes you look at it and say, well, there's the school, mm -hmm. the school in that neighborhood, you know, has such an uh, outsized effect uh, upon the neighborhood because it's part of building family mm -hmm. and I and uh, it may be the place where the children feel the safest all day long mm, tell me what you do to make that happen 
and how we can potentially take that and blow it up, you know, so yes. that uh, we can do that across the uh, across the city. So we do a lot of environmental. So making sure that when they walk in, the environment looks welcoming. So there's lots of refresh painting. We just um, added some murals. We actually just added a huge um, mural in our cafeteria um, so that they see positive words everywhere they go, so that they're constantly reaffirmed. We have music playing when they walk in. It's all about building a culture of acceptance for the children and success. Um, and the, you'll hear me say that a lot when we talk about reading. It's a culture. It's a culture. It's a culture because if we say, hey, we're going to read through transition. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. It becomes a part of it. So then the students take ownership. And although they may face some adversities outside the school, they know when they come in, this is a safe place. This is where you're able to, you're okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry because we're here to help you get through all of that and teach you not just academics, but character as well. And it's it's building and providing for that safe spaces. Can what all things have you looked at as as far as ways to continue to do that? And even beyond you know the school day, you know providing and finding out things that are going on to improve upon the uh, the plight of the children that you serve. So we actually have a partnership with Volunteers of Youth Justice. Um, where we have a special room on our campus called a calming room. And so there are different things in there um, that tend to the social, um, emotional needs of the students as well, where they come in. I mean, the room is dim. There's different kind of lights. We have um, weighted blankets. We have rocking chairs, different things. We have um, physical fitness activities they can do in their ways to calm down. We have bubble towers. Um, and re, we call it self-regulate, where they can self-regulate so that um, they can just, you know, work on the things that they're going through, communicate with someone. We have a full-time employee provided um, through that partnership that works with them um, and builds a relationship where, you know, they can trust and gives them techniques to be able to implement. You know, some of the things, I think th this is with the VYJ, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. and, uh, are they not kind of become a partner with your school so, in, in so many different ways? Can you talk a little bit about that partnership? Yes, that partnership. So not only did we undergo a special training within our school, um, it's TBRI training, standing for Trust-Based Relationship Intervention, um, but they come in weekly. So they come in and they do something called a listening um, with the teachers, where the teachers give them feedback on how things are taking place on campus. Administrators are not allowed. Ah. So therefore, it's raw and it's good data that we can utilize to then collaborate and say, okay, how can we meet the, the, the needs of these students and support the teachers through that? Um, because a lot of times, we have to build the teacher capacity as well because that's the number one person they're interacting with. And so they also um, come in and they do trainings every month. So the teachers receive an hour worth of training every month as far as in relation to TBRI, building those relationships. You know, that's uh, interesting to me. My mother was a school nurse for 40 years, and she used to say that her job really wasn't that much with the 
children. Mm -hmm. It was with the teachers. Mm -hmm. So she became almost like a psychologist or psychiatrist <laughs> because she was not, you know, hired by you and therefore she was Correct. disconnected, yes. you know, and they could trust her, feel mm -hmm. like they could trust her in talking about what needed to be done. And then she would carry it to the administration, try to get things done. But that very role I could mm -hmm. see was what my mother's role was for yes. years and years or what she perceived to be her role for years and years. And it is an important role because the teachers, it's a stressful job and yes. it's a especially stressful job, you know, in a turnaround kind of environment. Correct. Um, because there's a lot of pressure. Uh, so that, yeah, that's really interesting how BYJ and you have partnered with that. Also, um, did, there's also some things with BYJ, I think, on uh, uh, how to deal with domestic violence and deal with some of the other issues. Do, do y'all so get involved in any of As far as domestic violence, no, but they have different components as well. So truancy and attendance is another one. Um, they partner with us, they come in, they, they set up parents meetings. Um, if we have a concern, they provide um, support to the parents. They find out a way, okay, hey, this child may not be attending school this often. How can we step in to build that bridge? And so um, that has been successful on our campus, um, just being able to have that partnership and prevent them from having to go to court in the future. Um, you know, so it's all about finding the need and then addressing the need so that everybody can, you know, have the same um, success. So one of the things that uh, Marco French talks about mm -hmm. is the different groups that he has come into the school, like barbers mm -hmm. and dentists. Uh, are you, do you think we're gonna begin to see more and more of that? So we not only ensure that the children get these services, mm -hmm. but their parents don't have to take them out of school for the entire day and cause them to miss so much. So yes, a lot of um, schools in our district actually have clinics on the campuses. Um, and I think that partnership is through David Raines. Um, but so we have clinics. We also use Miles for Smiles, a mobile dental bus that comes out to the school. So the students don't have to leave school to go to the dentist, it comes straight to them. Um, I mean, they've even set up now where LSU is coming out to the schools doing flu shots. So, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, hey, we're bringing it to you so that you don't have to take them out and, you know, inconvenience the parents taking off work, pulling the kids out of schools and so forth. Well, I don't think you can underestimate the importance of your school and other schools in, in areas that are especially um, uh, poverty-ridden areas or increased poverty, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a place, it, it is a safe place. And it is some place that people stay for a long time. Kids stay for a long time. So the impact that you have on the world on the, uh, uh, and on those neighborhoods, I mean, is really, really high. And so appreciate you know, the fact that you come in with the ideas of taking care of the whole student, the whole child, and not just the academic part of it. That's important. Yes, sir. But so is the other uh, that you do. Um, let 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 me get back to truancy for just a second because oh. we've got the truancy expert. She made she did a <laughs> tremendous group of stories on truancy, and we were actually shocked about uh, the numbers, the truancy numbers after mm -hmm. after the pandemic. 
um, and how they've changed and how difficult it, it has been for everyone, not just you, but every everyone, dealing with the fact that kids got used to not going to school and parents got used to not getting them up to go to school. Right. And now we have a whole culture of this uh, that's really detrimental. What are y'all doing or what do you see doing, um, you know, to, to conquer that issue or to, to, uh, to improve on what we're doing right now? So another one of our partnerships is with Volunteers of America. And so we have a liaison on our campus. Um, and so today, which is ironic, um, she stood at the entrance of the school and I sent out a message to all the parents saying, every child that comes to school on time today is gonna receive a golden ticket. And so um, what we did was we put all, the, we gave them a raffle ticket and we kept one, we put them all in. And so at eight o'clock, I got on the loudspeaker and I pumped it up. I said, congratulations, everybody's at school on time. We are ready to find our winners, you know? And so um, we gave out prizes um, for those. We raffled off and gave out prizes for those kids that were on time. Um, and so the thing is sending it out to the parents, they want their kids to get those prizes, right? <laughs> so guess what they're gonna do? Try to get them there early on time. So we've been trying to just find different ways to motivate them. Um, and ensure that we're getting every minute of instruction in. Well, if you, if you, to me, the way to do that is to do that, but not tell people that when it is that they're gonna <laughs> yes. have the golden prize day. So you gotta show up every day in order to be possibly getting that golden prize. Yes. It comes at whatever moment you want it to, but you know, there's a way. One of the things that I, I learned when I spoke with Hetty Chang, who runs this a national organization called Attendance Works, is she said punishment isn't nearly as effective mm -hmm. as doing what you're doing, and that is making showing up more attractive. Mm -hmm. Yes. You agree with that? I do, and I'm a, a big believer. Um, I love the book by John Gordon, Feed the Positive Dog. Um, and you know, focusing on the good things, and then those that are may not be doing right will want the prizes and the, the incentives of doing the right thing, so they'll catch on. So, you, how often do you do Prize Day? I need to um, come get some video. On prize day. <laughs> so today, actually, was our very first one um, because we have something called a first responder team, and so what we do is we meet every Monday and we look at data. That's behavior data, that's attendance data. And so we have those discussions on what can we do to increase the numbers? What can we do to engage more? And so that was one of the ideas that our VOA, um, Ms. Amarte had. And so we brought that in, we tried it out today. I mean, kids are so excited. I got a ticket, you know, they were just excited to get the mm -hmm. ticket this morning. Um, and so I think that, like you said, doing it and not telling them, um, the reason we told them was because it was the first time we want the yeah. parents to know, like, get them here so they can win. But we'll just start doing it randomly so that the kids, because a lot of times we don't realize, but if the kid goes home and says, I got to get to school on time, the parents going to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Versus, versus dragging their feet and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all that. Yeah, they make stuff. it easy on the So parents. what were the prizes? Um, I believe we had some gift cards. We also have a store. So like we have a oh. room that is like, I mean, we have clothes in there. We have all kind of cool fidgets. We have um, snacks. We have games. We have all kind of things you can. So they get to go in there and choose, you know, what they want. Wow, that's awesome. That is great. You know, 
not to be a downer, but you know, the, we talked to the principal at Woodlawn and he talked to us a good bit about the violence in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and the deaths in the neighborhood, you know, and the grief in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, it was shocking and it was very sad. Mm -hmm. And we see the ramifications of that in the crime uh, uh, statistics that we have. Uh, uh, and 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 I guess I wanted to get back to that part of it with you. Yes, it's got to be difficult to l to live in an, in that environment. I never had to do it. Okay, mm -hmm. so I don't know. But I uh, live in an environment where you actually are worried about safety. You're mm -hmm. actually worried about what's going to happen the next day. What are the things that you do in helping the the parents and the students? Uh, get through these, you know, these issues of violence in the neighborhood? So that is a very real problem in our community. Um, and like I stated, where we're located at, you know, crime happens directly across the street from us. Um, but what we do is, goes back to that TBRI. When those students are having those experiences, we counsel, we go above and beyond to make sure that we build them and check in on them and give them tools so that they can self-regulate and understand that it's okay to feel how you feel, mm -hmm. but this is how you address it so that you don't continue to feel that way. Um, and even with parents, we have parents that lose a sibling to you know gun violence or anything and so we bring them in and wrap our arms around them as well and love on them to show them that we're not just the school we are family we're the heart of this community and that you know your problems in actuality are our problems as well yes. um and so just being a support system for them and then helping them to regain access to being on their feet a um, couple things i ask everyone and um and it's been interesting to hear the different responses but let, let me ask you a couple of questions just personal questions mm -hmm. uh, to leave with and the first uh is uh, the issue of of where you live and you know we all have choices about where we live i chose to live here in shreveport bossier and i'm i wanted to ask you why why did you stay in shreveport bossier why are you here what what draws you to this uh, area to live so when you first started you said that I was a fixer um, and so that really is my passion so I graduated from Huntington High School class of 2007 um, and that has been my goal is to make Shreveport Bossier better we have a lot of potential here I mean this is a great place to live the housing market you can work and afford a, a nice home um, and so it's all about making sure that we're giving back and putting back into the community that built who we are. Right. One other question, just any kind of words of wisdom that you'd like to share with your students, with your parents, with your community, you know, through this vehicle of, of TV? Um, yes, I would just say take advantage of all the opportunities that the schools um, offer. We have family nights, we have family days, we have things on the weekend. If a family is fully engaged in the activities of the schools, then they will truly see a difference in their child. Um, mm -hmm. Not only within the child, but in themselves as well. So take advantage of every opportunity <laughs> to be great and engaged in the education of your child. Thank you very much. It's, it's been a pleasure. We've learned so much. Oh, we you have. Know, I mean, and uh, we're interested in looking at all the things going on at Caddo Heights and, and the 
what you're doing as a fixer. So thank you very much. Yes, that. sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for joining us for Education Checkup. You can view our other podcasts anywhere you listen to them or go to our website at ktbs.com slash podcast. Have a good day and we'll see you next time.